This week, I have the pleasure of speaking with Jessica Chen. And Jessica is all over LinkedIn. I've seen her posts regularly. And she's focused on helping people to communicate authentically. Now, they're my words, but you'll see Jessica has created programs. She's a LinkedIn learning instructor. And she has come from a media background. And she's not the first guest on the show who has come from a television journalism or media background. But it's a really, really interesting story because we can hear in this week's episode exactly what it means to Jessica to be helping people to find their true voice. And of course, she's turned this into a business, which is why this is the Training Business Podcast. So we're going to reflect today on how Jessica has generated leads for herself, the intake form she uses in the form of a quiz to get people into her sales funnel. We're talking B2C and B2B. And in terms of B2B, how she gets work with corporates. And of course, that's something which all of us want more of. How do we get in the the door of some big corporations? And Jessica explains how keynotes and some of the content that she shares online actually helps that to happen. She's worked with companies like Medtronic, S&P Global, Microsoft, Mattel, Citibank, to name just a few. So this week's episode is with Jessica Chen, and I think you're really going to enjoy this one. This is the Training Business Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hey, welcome to the Training Business Podcast. As you know by now, this is the show for self-employed consultants, trainers, coaches, facilitators, anyone who makes money from what you know and you've converted it into or are thinking or are in the process of converting it into things like courses, books, keynotes, workshops, programs, things you can charge money for because whilst training and development and coaching and facilitation is wonderful we need to live from this so if you're perhaps hearing this for the first time that's what this show is about and what i'm kind of half joking when i say you know by now we get new listeners every week if you've not heard this before this is the show for people who want to make money from the kinds of things i've mentioned i'm a self-employed trainer it's what i do I'm also, I would say, primarily a coach. I've written a book on the subject of sales coaching, and I've been down the rocky road. As you'll hear from Jessica today, we've quite a few things in common, as you do sure as well. Periods of working for yourself, working for other people, and maybe you've got that itch that you want to scratch to work for yourself and to build that series of products or income streams, working with customers, working with other people's customers. It's a fascinating journey, and I'm always intrigued by what people share on this episode. Wherever you are on this journey, you're in the right place this week. As I said before the music, this week's guest is Jessica Chen. And before we go there, can I ask you please to click on the follow or subscribe buttons, depending on which podcast platform you're listening to this on now. It takes only a couple of seconds and really, really helps us to get the word out there. It costs you nothing, but means a lot to us. Jessica, hi, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark, for having me. I'm excited to be here. 
And me too, because I've heard loads and loads about you online on LinkedIn. Um, one of the strap lines that caught my attention was 2 million professionals trained the number one most watched course by global leaders. And a whole bunch of names are there, TEDx, Medtronic, Google, and, and so on. Let's go right back to the beginning because your media background is quite interesting. I'd love to know how you came from where you were, let's say, in 2008, 2010, to now being someone de delivering keynotes to clients, including Google, LinkedIn, HP, and so on. It's quite a journey. It has been a very exciting journey. So prior to starting Soulcast Media, which is a company I started, I was a television journalist. So I was in the news industry for about 10 years in the States. And I was at ABC, NBC. I was in New York for a few years. My last stop was at the ABC station in San Diego, California, which is actually where I won my Emmy Award. Now, at that point, after I won that award, I was kind of going through this career crisis, so to speak, of like, did I want to continue in television? And I made the decision to actually leave. And a lot of people go, well, why did you leave? You know, you're, you're doing so well in news. So one of the things I always tell folks was when I started as a journalist, communications was not something I was good at. Personally, okay. I'm pretty shy. I'm barely introverted. Really? A lot of people are like, wait, what the heck? I can't tell. <laughs> But it's true. And I think part of it is my personality. Part of it's cultural as well. You know, growing up in a very traditional household, I wasn't in an environment where I was constantly encouraged to speak and speak up. Fast forward, I always say starting in news was probably the best place to learn communication skills because you are presenting every day. You're meeting people every day. It's a lot of interpersonal communication. So when I left news, I went like, you know what? I have to teach people this. So that's essentially how Soulcast Media was born. And it really, I would say, accelerated after I became a LinkedIn learning instructor. And then we can kind of talk about that and how that yeah. unlocked so many doors. But that was kind of like the behind the scenes. Okay. So you you began Soulcast Media May 2018. Before that, you were doing what exactly? Were you straight from news into delivering keynotes and and uh, delivering courses? No, it wasn't. You know, I think for many entrepreneurs and even folks in the L and D space, um, unless you know specifically this is what you want to do, it's it's kind of a bumpy ride in the beginning. And I'm very frank and open about this. When I started, when I well, when I left news and started Soulcast Media, there was a lot of you know having to figure out what exactly is your unique selling point. And perhaps you talk to your guests a lot about this, but you know, when I initially went out and said, I want to teach folks how to be better communicators, I knew I was amongst many people who are teaching people communications. I mean, that's probably one of the most sought after skill, which therefore you get a lot of people teaching it. So True. I had to figure out my quote unquote differentiating factor. And it took time. You know, I had to do a lot of trials and errors. And essentially, I had to figure out and find my voice. So eventually, through lots of marketing, content, speaking, writing, I was able to identify who it was that I was targeting. And long story short, the people I'm targeting are folks who often feel overlooked, invisible, not heard, people talking over them in meetings, the people who consider themselves very ambitious professionals, 
but yet they struggle with that speaking up at work. Those are the folks who I identify with because that's essentially who I was too. And because I could speak to this audience, that essentially helped kind of carve out myself and my brand that differentiated amongst other communication professionals. How important was it to you that you you could identify with the feelings or the position or the background or the fears maybe of the people you're training? Huge. Because one of the things I think we'll talk about this a little bit is like, how do you market yourself also as a company? And I realized once I could be vulnerable and open myself up to talking about how I was once overlooked. I used to be utterly invisible. I used to be the quiet person in meetings, yet I knew it was so important to be a confident communicator. Once I could open that emotional self, so to speak, up, that's when people started being like, wow, I actually feel seen. You understand how I feel. And that's a form of connecting with the people who you're trying to serve, which those are exactly the people who I'm trying to help. And I feel like if you can, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm teaching people communications. And like I mentioned earlier, tons of people are teaching folks that. But I think that's kind of what differentiates. And I think when people go, Jessica understands, that's that's different. Right. Okay. So you've been on TEDx. Many people would say that's a great thing to have in your portfolio or your arsenal. You won an Emmy as well, which of course marks you out even more so. How did you land your first gig? Because we all want to go after the big companies. We've mentioned some names so far today. What was the the breakthrough for you to be in the door of a large corporate and, and delivering your expertise to them? I'm very fortunate because I don't do any explicit outbound sales in that regard. It's not like I'm pitching myself to people. I don't think I've ever really pitched myself ever to do a speaking engagement. Um, it's purely just through marketing. And when I say marketing, it's more about just posting content, talking about what you know, constantly sharing advice, free advice to people. And then once people see that, hey, this person knows what they're talking about. That's when you get more visibility. Because I have found just through people I've talked to, and just because I used to be a TV journalist too, so people were constantly pitching me. Oftentimes, when you're trying to pitch someone and you're trying to pitch someone hard, usually they're very resistant. They're kind of questioning, like, why should I go with this? Versus if somebody finds you organically, they already like you. They want you, right? So I think that is that for me has always been my thinking. Like I never, I mean, I've always thought maybe I should hire somebody to help me do that. But for the time being, and since Soulcast Media started, I've never had to pitch myself. It was just truly just talking about what I know. For me, LinkedIn has been my platform. I'm not super active on Facebook or Instagram, but that's strategic because I'm trying to talk to business-minded folks. And so I feel like overall it's helped a lot. And I also, and you know, Mark, I used to, I'm a LinkedIn learning instructor too. So that also helps create a lot of visibility. It must do. Yeah. And I've had uh, at least, I think 12 or 13, maybe more LinkedIn instructors over the years, and they've all got different backgrounds. Okay. So a couple of points that you raised offline, off air was first of all, how you might get people into your funnel. And you mentioned creating an intake form, an easy intake form in the form of a quiz. Let's talk about that for a second. The key is 
easy. <laughs> you don't want to make it complicated. So I guess to start out, the way I see my business is I have to divide it into two parts. One is the B2B and the B2C. So I will talk more specifically about the B2C because aside from the speaking, which is obviously through more B2B when people hire me to come and speak and train, that's B2B. But I'm also trying to target consumers, individual contributors who want to just improve their communications. So in order for me to capture them and work with them, I have an easy intake form on my website. And I'm going to say the reason why I make it so easy is because I make it a quiz. Therefore, it's fun. It's short. This quiz is literally just four questions. I mean, anybody can go on our website right now and just see it. It's on the front page. But this quiz is essentially encouraging people to discover your communication style. That's it. You take this two-minute quiz, and I say it, it's two minutes. Honestly, it's probably less than two minutes, but it's two minutes. You take this quiz, answer four questions, and it pops out what your communication style is. Now, this makes it easy, makes it fun, because so many people are like, communication style. What is the communication style? What's my communication style? So it's fun. And so once people pop in, they take the quiz, this is kind of where the second part of it goes to where you can, you and I can talk about the details. So mm-hmm. once people find their communication styles, they go into essentially a, a funnel of sorts of where I actually give people specific advice depending on their answers. So it's very curated and it's really just value driven to them. But that's the thing. Like a lot of people, maybe the website right now, it's you just have a blank join my newsletter. I mean, I have that too, but like, I really like the fact of I'm tailoring it to what people are seeing and what's relevant to them. So you have right now on your website, um, monthly communication workshops with Jessica Chen. So you're delivering these online, of course. Um, You have therefore an audience of people who want to get training from you online. You're also delivering face-to-face so once people are in your funnel, is that something you run through a, a well-known piece of software? For example, ConvertKit or what What do you use typically? ConvertKit. That's Convert the software Kit. I use. Yeah. yeah I so. And it's great. I mean, it's very complex and I probably am only just scratching the surface because I know there's so much you can do. Uh, but yes, it's ConvertKit. And that membership, that's the monthly one that you were just talking about. That's also another service that we offer uh, where it's this monthly program people can join where every month I meet with folks to teach them a new communication topics. This is more B2C. So that's B2C. Right. So we talked about B2C, business to consumer. These are people who invariably are curious about, hey, what's my communication style? You capture them with a quiz. Quizzes are helpful because people always want to know about themselves and what does someone, what can someone help me to reveal about myself? And then you have this Soulcast Media membership. What what, what was the thinking behind a membership, of, apart from obviously the monthly subscription income, which is great. Which is great. And for anybody who is, you know, if you're doing your own thing, you have your own coaching practice, I highly encourage anybody to think about how they can turn one of their services into a membership because that has been huge for us. I started this membership maybe almost two and a half years ago. And again, it it was a slow trickle, right? It's not like I suddenly had tons of people joining, but because it's there, it's evergreen. It just through time, 
as my presence expands on LinkedIn, more and more people join. And at the end of the day, I'm still doing the same thing. I'm coming in every single month and that's my promise. I'm here every single month. There's always like a set time and date where you can come if you're available and I'm teaching this, come and join me, talk to me. And you know what? If you can't, you have access to a portal, which is only for members where all the content is housed. So it's just a good way for, and it's honestly, it's fairly inexpensive. And you go in and it's just for an individual contributor who's like, I I like Jessica. I like her style. I want to get her teaching, but I want her, which is different from just the e-courses that a lot of folks have. It's This is where it makes it different. It's I'm I'm there with them. Okay. So that's B2C. What about B2B, business to business? So B2B, yeah, B2B is, I see it in two buckets. So B2B is the speaking engagements that I do. Mm. And then the other one are the workshops that I'm often hired to facilitate. And like I mentioned, I I don't do any outbounds where I'm like pitching our services necessarily. Um, A lot of the times people will come to me actually for speaking. That's actually kind of the the in where I suddenly am talking to folks, a lot of folks from L&D or people who are coordinating events. And they'll come to me. They're like, hey, Jessica, we saw you on LinkedIn. We saw that you speak on advocating for yourself at work. We see that you're speaking about an executive presence. So then I'll work with them and I'll speak at whatever event they want me to. And then from there, I'll then say, hey, you know what? We also offer communication workshops. And then the the conversation continues. The work continues from there. Nice. So one leads to the other, right? Do you work with an agency to get you speaking gigs? Or is this, again, all coming in through people, being in contact with you, seeing your programs and gravitating towards you and saying, could you come in and do that for us too? Yes. I don't have a speaking agency that I work (laughs) with. Uh, It's all just through LinkedIn. Wow. Okay. So the quiz helps. Um, And then there's the aspect of automating because you've said we several times. Do you work with the team of contractors? Do you do all of this yourself? For example, the all those um, monthly workshops, is that stuff you write yourself or that uh, content that goes out into people's inboxes? <laughs> I have a small team of folks who are my behind the scene warriors and they... I mean, at the end of the day, I'm doing, I mean, I am doing a lot of it, but they're the ones that's kind of helping with like the, the video editings that I have to do. Um, some of, we have a weekly newsletter. And so I have a, somebody who helps me kind of create the draft and I'll, I always look over everything, especially if it's something that has to do with like my voice, like I'm speaking to people, but I do have folks behind the scenes who help with like my social media, a, a little bit of like our weekly newsletter. Uh, right. And so things like that. But to be honest, I do a lot of it myself. Yeah. And of course, with technology helping you out, a lot of it's um, quite quite straightforward. Um, so you mentioned automation again off, offline. Why, when would you introduce automation into this um, marketing or sales process? Immediately. <laughs> I would say... <laughs> So I will tell folks, so I have a one-year-old and, you know, when I was pregnant and I was, anybody who has kids knows, like, and you know, you have your baby and that's like, obviously such a blur in the beginning. So it was always very important to me to have a process where I could also have the freedom to step away and not necessarily worry, which is why I say automate and think about automation very early on. I mean, convert kit. I mean, that's a very easy one because you have all your emails you can write ahead of time. Um, The membership, 
it, I don't want to say it's automated, but it sort of is in a way because there's a process. It's just, I know every month I just have to show up once a month. So again, there's a schedule, but the video editing, uh, all that stuff that somebody else is doing that for me. Right. So it's like, you just want to figure out if there's a high touch item where you need to be there, prioritize, but everything else, just find somebody to help you with. And that'll help with giving yourself more time. Right. And and that makes perfect sense because you, we ought to be as let's say sellers of our own expertise, we should be maximizing the revenue we can get from people in that sounds dreadful. Let me rephrase that. It sounds like we should be focusing on del- delivery of things which are high value client work, but automating things which are further down the funnel. So if we're producing products which are um, done by you, that's one level, done with you or done for you, there are three different tiers. That's the way it's been explained to me. So if we can find, let's say, ways to maximize the or prioritize the sessions or the, the the hours that we have in the day with people who who are willing to pay for that done um, with you, where they they want your time, they want Jessica's time, they want her expertise, her um, and experience. Um, maybe done for you is something else, and done by you is where you might again look at the content or workshops or libraries of videos or templates, and people then help themselves. Um, did that take a long time to figure out what you should be doing and what you should be selling and, and um, how to price it? Yes. And I feel like it's as any business, I think you're always thinking about price and it's like, what is the right price? Do you want to you know, make it more affordable? Do you want to make it more um, exclusive? Right? So we're all, I mean, I'm always thinking about this. Uh, I mentioned the membership, which is the communication subscription. The funny thing is I actually haven't changed the pricing of that probably in about two years. In fact, I probably changed it once early on. Um, and it was actually just to increase it just by a little bit because I was like, oh, wow, a lot of people are actually purchasing this. Maybe I need to like increase it a little bit more. So I did. Uh, but like I said, it's pretty inexpensive. And it's at the end of the day, you're just trying to find that right balance. What is expensive is I do do one-on-one coaching, though I because time, right? You're always thinking about time. I've had to increase the price of that. Otherwise, I would just be inundated with folks who are right. wanting communications coaching. So actually, what I've done is I've hired contract coaches, other communications coaches under Soulcast Media's brand that if folks want one-on-one coaching, but they maybe only have... I don't know, like a hundred bucks to 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 do this with, then I'll just contract uh, one of our coaches to work with them. So they're still getting that service. It may not be with me, but then if I if they want to work with me, but they cannot afford the one on one, then where do I push them to? I say, that hey, makes sense. Yeah. join the membership. Exactly, <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, so so approaching the end here, um, we've kind of danced around this a tiny bit in in terms of the business. Most of us listening, not everyone listening, would be someone who works for themselves or are part of a small team. Some of us do work as associates for other brands. Other times we're working for ourselves. In terms of your vision for the business for Soulcast Media, where do you want that to take you? Because, um, you know, an Emmy Award, you've got 2 million professionals trained. Um, you're an extremely well recognized brand in yourself. What is your vision for? the business in the next couple of years? Oh, gosh. 
that's a question that I'm always thinking of. Mm-hmm. And for me, one of the reasons why I started Soulcast Media because was because I really valued two things. It's the freedom and lifestyle. And for me, that will always be a priority of the decisions that I make of like where I eventually take this. And to be honest, I feel like right now in this day and time that we're talking, I mean, maybe we can talk again in a year, Mark, it'll be a different answer. But honestly, the way things are going now, they're great. I'm doing speaking engagements. I hope to continue doing speaking engagements and hopefully for bigger audiences, right? Uh, That's the hope. I hope to continue to grow our monthly membership. Uh, I, I do have a a book coming out soon, which I cannot talk too much about, but that's also in the works. <laughs> Thank Congratulations. you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, just doing that with a baby. Oh my goodness. But yeah, that's going to be coming out. So, you know, I just hope to increase Soulcast Media's visibility because I know the work that I'm doing, the, the work that my team's doing, I know it's really helping folks. And I just hope to expand the impact, whether it's through yeah, monthly communications, the e-courses, the speaking, the book. It's just to continue doing this. So. And you're having fun. Oh God, it's amazing. I love, I love the work. <laughs> Fantastic. Jessica, thank you so much for being my guest today on the show. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me. My huge thanks to Jessica Chen for being my guest this week on the Training Business Podcast. And thanks to you for listening. It's obvious that there are lots of podcasts out there, but you've chosen to listen to this one today. And for that, I'm really, really grateful. Can I ask you to subscribe? Please take a moment to click on subscribe or follow whichever podcast platform you're on. And if you can, share this with other people. Let them know that there are episodes out there, over 240-something episodes right now, going back nearly five years. And you'll find all episodes, past, present, and future, on platforms like Spotify or Stitcher or Apple. And you'll also find those with their corresponding episode pages with links and all, including Jessica's links, over on trainingbusiness.com. If you've got some suggestion for content or a guest, please let me know. My email, as always, is mark at trainingbusiness.com. Until next Thursday, when there is a fresh episode, Look after yourself. Bye for now. Thanks once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. See you next time.